Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. Join us as we start 2021 by going way back to 1984 with a review of Woman to Woman 1984. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, it's Prague. Baby, we are back! This is DeLorean Wolfgang. Back to 1984. Oh, back to 1984. Yeah, so Wonder Woman, huh? <laughs> the Christmas treat Wonder- that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it, this movie is probably freshest in my mind because I watched it yesterday, and I think you guys watched it, ah. what, the day, the weekend that it came out? Pretty much. It was like several years ago, I think it was. Yeah. yeah no, two weeks ago? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since Christmas. No idea. <laughs> yeah, I watched it around Christmas. I think it was that week. Uh, so be interesting to hear your takes versus ours too to see what we remember and what you think fresh off the uh the experience so fresh off the experience you know what i probably would mm. have a different take if i didn't watch this movie with my wife i think because i watched it with mm. my wife i have a certain take which maybe changes okay. things a little bit so yeah but before we get into our spoiler free review, uh, I wanted to see what this movie rated, because if you go on to anything uh-huh. like Twitter or Instagram, whatever, people blasted this movie. Nobody likes this movie for some reason. I don't know why. So I had to see what the ratings were on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb. It got five point five out of ten. And then Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> dude, this is really surprising to me. Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter is at 60% and the audience score gave it 74%. With the amount of people that blasted this movie, I'm absolutely vocal minority. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Anyways, because people love movies that like the transformer movies are panned by critics and people who love cinema, but people like as a general audience love those movies same with fast and furious and there's big franchises that general audiences are going to enjoy right yeah well because a lot of times it's it's a way for a, i mean i i guess i would be a general audience member but it like the transformers movies i feel like i could mm-hmm. go to those movies turn off my brain and like i've said it a million times i watch the pretty colors dance across the screen I don't have to think about work. Do I don't that. have to think about anything else. All I have to do is watch these things happen on the screen. Well, the thing about these scores, where you see them back to back, right? You got the, the critic score and the audience score. And the critics are judging a movie very differently than an audience will. You know, they go in there to meticulously dissect these films. Whereas an audience is like, am I entertained? You know, a lot of people just want to go in there you know, that watch like, you know, a movie a week or so. And there's like, it did entertain me. Yeah, cool. I liked it. You know, you know, going in there all the time just to dissect it. Yeah, when you say that, though, I wonder if also people were like 2019 and prior saying, was it worth me spending 10 bucks to go to the movies? Now, Uh, 
I can, is it worth $15 a month plus everything else I get on HBO Max? And maybe you mm -hmm. have not as high a bar as that it has to reach. Good point. Mm. Now, this might skew things uh, for the foreseeable future. Well, but that's that everything is going to be online. That's. Uh, yeah. uh, do you think mm. that having it being able to watch it from home, do you think that that absolutely skews, like, for instance, the critics and stuff? Do you think that it could be. I, because these numbers don't make sense from what I've seen and heard from either the news or whatever, you know, the Twitter or whatnot. I have not. Uh, yes I, I no. literally have not seen one good rating for this until I looked this up on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no, I've, I've heard plenty of people that absolutely love this film. Really? Today. Okay. Um, there's been plenty. Um, I think, though, that to your point about the critics being watching this at home versus the theaters, a lot of critics that watch movies in theaters also watch a lot of screeners at home. So I don't think that yeah, makes true. a that, difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, just my two cents there. Well, fellas, before we jump into our spoiler free <laughs> reviews, just in case the people who are listening forgot. We are on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can see our handsome faces, well, at least mine, on YouTube. And, <laughs> and you can comment, and usually we uh, comment right back. So if you have things that you want to say to us over there, we're happy to write you back and, uh, you know, give our two cents on whatever two cents you want to give us. And uh, no, I don't, do not want to collab with your backpack company. I keep getting those backpack companies collabing on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Stupid. all in all, shoot us a follow, shoot us some subscribes. Um, make sure to go to, if you're listening on iTunes, make sure to go over and rate and review our podcast because it really helps us and it helps us get more listeners. And at the end of the day, all this is free for you and it's priceless to us. So yeah, have fun. And that's it. at Secondary Heroes on every platform you can think of. Everything. We did that on purpose. There's no other secondary heroes out there except for us. None. Yep. <laughs> and so now we get to this is usually this hasn't been actually out of the woodwork in a long time. It's Trevor's spoiler free movie review of the week. But luckily, we're going to extend it out to Prague and Alex. And so I'll kick things off with simply Wonder Woman 1984 is. <clears throat> the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know if I'm a glutton for punishment, but I somehow go out of my way to watch terrible movies and just am, I don't know. It's like masochism or something, some weird term of being able to watch these films. It was hot. <laughs> Prague, you don't need that, that was sweater a spicy anymore with the these hot takes that are being spit right at so. you. Holy cow. Okay. So I don't know what we'll talk um, about for the next hour or whatever on this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So buckle up. <laughs> Alex. Buckle your chin straps. Um, hmm. I, you know what? It was. Uh, <laughs> it was enjoyable. I actually like, I didn't mind it too much. I look, if I, if you look past the story and past the bad acting. It's it's a halfway oh and the bad CGI that too um then yeah it, it's it's enjoyable for sitting at home in my couch and just being able to put something on I guess I, I I'll never watch it again but it's it's there I didn't I didn't mind it I didn't 
like I said at, during the beginning where I was surprised to see all these good reviews because all I heard was bad things. I came into this movie looking at it like it was going to be one of the worst movies I ever saw. And it didn't live up to the worst movie I ever saw. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, if we all agreed that it was the worst movie ever, then it would be a really boring mm. podcast. And I guarantee uh, you, like I said true. before right. with Mandalorian, by the end of this episode, it will most likely be the worst movie I've ever watched. <laughs> of course, we'll convince you. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I've I've seen some pretty pretty awful awful movies. It was probably the worst film of that I watched last year. Uh, I, I did say not enjoy just for this that, movie. The scale of it, you know. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I just, I just did not enjoy this movie at all. Like I didn't hate it. Like I didn't, I wasn't saying they're hate watching it. Like I've done with other movies that I think were bad. There's just, there was something about it that was, it was almost like they didn't care enough for me to even want to hate the movie. Like you've, it felt like the movie was like a gas leak in cinematic form. Like someone had turned on the gas on set and like everyone was just slowly dying. And not caring about anything from script to acting performance wise cgi editing uh the writing the story (laughs) (laughs) um because yeah this movie suffers from having three i think it was three screenwriters so too many cooks in the kitchen which is already kind of a bad sign um yeah does it felt like it was trying to do too much maybe so yeah the scope of it was too big for it could have been edited down maybe um I was bored. This is the first time I've ever watched a movie where I've had to pause it to step away for a while. And I did that twice during the film. Holy mackerel. I've never done that. I would love to know what scenes those were. I can't remember. I mean, the movie is not memorable. Okay. So well, that's that's really bad considering you guys watched it. What? (laughs) Two weeks ago. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the only so, thing that kept me going go. was that I was taking notes. If I wasn't taking notes, I probably would have turned it off. Oh yeah, really early on. If I on. didn't have to review it for this yeah. this show, it would have been done halfway through. Not even half. Like so. once we get, literally, I wrote five lines of notes. By this fifth line, I was pretty much checked out, and I wrote five pages of notes. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, and I guess we should dive into Lipkin. <laughs> yeah, Prague spot on though. Spoilers. That they just seem like they didn't care. I was disappointed. It wasn't like you hated it. You were just like, why they even bother making this movie? They just don't care yeah. at all. Well, yeah. especially with the praise that the first movie got, everybody was like, okay, Wonder Woman is saving the DC universe. Wonder Woman is the... And, it, and so there was one night, uh, I think it was last week, I was going to watch this movie, but because I heard so much bad uh, news about it, I decided to watch Birds of Prey instead. Now that, I thought Birds of Prey was a worse movie than this. Ooh. Ooh. No. Mm. It was, uh, no. oh my no. God, it was, I it's felt like it was even, trying so hard. E- like, literally, Wonder Woman is like your high school, like, soft, fresh sophomore team, and Birds of Prey is like the Cincinnati Bengals or something. <laughs> <laughs> Still the worst team. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I just, I, I, almost, I think I want to say I hated Birds of Prey. It, I, it mm. felt like it was trying so hard. And then, I mean, Wonder Woman didn't try at all, but still it had me enjoyable. So, okay. Yeah, there you go. 
Cool. So the first part for me is that this movie is somehow two hours and 32 minutes. That's a non-starter because Alex brought up the first Wonder Woman. It's good until the last 15 minutes. And somehow this movie's like, okay, so we had a two hour movie and there was a good hour and 45 minutes and there's a bad 15 minutes. What if we continued the bad 15 minutes and threw out the good hour and 45 minutes? That, that's how and Wonder Woman 1984 is. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And so that's it starts exactly with... exactly what it was. Somehow they have backstory in a sequel. I have seen plenty of sequels and I very rarely see backstory to kick it off but it's this whole ornate training sequence that is somehow reminiscent of aquaman with these weird cgi and idiotic sequences and it's all this whole long sequence i don't know it was like five or ten minutes to teach her a lesson about telling the truth that's what it was and this sets the tone for the entire movie the entire movie is live be yourself you know it's patience to be you can't take the shortcut it's there's no easy way out you gotta be truthful to yourself all this stupid hero stuff Great. Wait, are we, have we entered into spoiler now? Spoiler territory? Yeah, Should we tell said, everybody? Okay, yeah, everybody, already, it's spoiler time. I are, there we go. Okay. I already told people it was spoiler I, time I'm sorry. I, was, I zoned out so, because I don't know. We're talking Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman so <laughs> yeah. It's to be expected. Yeah, my whole thing about that scene was that I was confused as to what the rules were. Like, this kind of threw us into this game that was like a like weird Quidditch style. I wrote that down. Race. I wrote it down. But they didn't like, tell us what the rules a... were. So I'm like, wait, did she just win? Oh no, that's just phase one of this like, you know, five hour race that we're going to watch. I'm like, I had no idea what was happening. What the point was. I, I even I wrote down confused. Clearly playing a cheap version of Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what it was. Yeah. I didn't get it either. Well, and but and, luckily well, it ended. Oh, well, well, here's the thing. It's like they're they're all like springing around and fl- fl- I mean, here's the problem with the CG in this movie is everybody's just floating around everywhere. Like they're yeah, they're floating. They're not actually moving their bodies the way a body would move. Exactly. It's like you can tell that they're on strings and they're being guided up slowly on these strings. But poorly it's a on movie. It looked like. <laughs> I know that I said at the beginning of the movie that or at the beginning of this that I, I enjoyed the movie, but there I'm going to bash it, too, because there's a ton of flaws. And the CGI is the number one for me because it was so terrible, like them bouncing around and floating everywhere. It just seemed so unnatural and so bad and ugly. Ugh. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. So that was the whole backstory time. And then we get the title sequence transition and we get to say, hey, look, it's the 80s. Look, there's people wearing 80s stuff and here's 80s music and here's 80 title card. Look, look, it's the 80s. And then we go to Starcourt Mall because this works for Stranger Things. So it has to work like it looked like Starcourt Mall. If I think it was popped up or whatever, I'd be like, cool, whatever. (laughs) Well, and so that sorry, go ahead. No, continue. I was going to say that that I think that's my main gripe about this movie was that it starts off with that scene saying, hey, look, it's the 80s. Look at us. And that's all it really did, because there's times where I was watching the film and I literally forgot it took place in the 80s because it never felt like it took place in the 80s at any point, even when they had stuff shoved in your face like, hey, look at us. We're in the 80s. Like, no, you look like your 80s cosplayers in the 2000s totally it was bad totally the 80s part, as i'm watching it i was like man stranger bad. things did this so much better like i felt like i was in the have. 80s with stranger things this dark I, does it better too it's just uh 
this yeah. yeah this did not they didn't need to and the fact that they put it in the title that this was an 80s yeah. movie we're gonna be hanging out in 1984 there was almost nothing that made me feel like i was in the 80s i'm not too sure why we were in the 80s either the, the anyway. one thing that made it feel like the 80s is what happens at the malls so this feels like an over-exaggerated 80s movie action sequence where everybody's oh, overacting sure. and top of the stuff and the guns are going. The guy, the one guy grabs the little girl is like, I'm going to throw over the railing. Like, that's totally unnecessary. Like, these are literally like petty <laughs> criminal dudes. You don't grab a little girl, girl and throw her over the railing or even threaten to do it. And then Wonder Woman comes in and then she has that cool floating roller skate thing. And she Ugh. like, I don't know, she's like on rollerblades, but in the air. And she goes and gets all of them. And again, you know, when you tune into Wonder Woman, you're like, she just fought a god in mm -hmm. Ares in the last movie. So let's see her fighting petty criminals, because that, that's what I want to see with like an awesome superhero. Well, that was this whole yeah. first scene was her doing Wonder Woman, not even superhero things, more like Spider-Man things. Like, I felt like she was being friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like what she mm -hmm. yeah. helped, yeah, she saved a bride feeling, from falling yeah. over the bridge, which the fact that the bride fell over the bridge was the dumbest thing anyways. And so she just kept <laughs> and she kept swinging around with her lasso like she was Spider-Man. Yeah, she did. She was very yeah. Spider-Man-esque. But, but Spider-Man, <laughs> Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man did that so much better. It looked more right. natural and it looked good. It looked like he had weight to him. She looks like that's what it is. Wait. Yes. yes, there's no weight to her. All of a sudden, she's like, bizarre. I'm just going to lift up. She continues to do that ends. through this. Yeah, because gravity doesn't mean anything to her. Like Zero. she took lessons from Superman or something. So she gained his powers by osmosis or something, because that's essentially what she's doing at this point in this movie. And it's just amazing how this set the tone. Like as bad as the CGI extravaganza is at the opening sequence, you're like, these looks like 80s CGI. And you I was like, are they just doing an homage to 80s movies in this beginning? Like, we're doing the whole thing. But nope, it was just, this is, this is our CGI budget. This is what we're doing for two hours and 32 minutes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It, it, it looked like, it looked like the movie was rushed and it looked like it didn't have enough money. But I, what, they, they used $200 million to make this movie or something like that? I don't, I don't remember where I saw that, but it was $200 million doesn't go as far as it used to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I, yeah, I can't find it again. But anyways, yeah, I, I guess, dude, it was so bad. All right, let's, what's the next scene? Yeah, what's the next? So the, the next thing is we do get to have this cool picture of Trevor Ranch, which I had to mention just because I know his name's Steve Trevor, but it's cool just to see a sign that says Trevor Ranch. But anyway, <laughs> so now we get the whole lonely Wonder Woman sequence. She's having dinner alone. She tries to get a taxi and the taxi doesn't stop by her. You know, she longingly looks at a plane because it makes her think of S Steve Trevor. And it's this whole lonely Wonder Woman sequence. Okay, so that, yeah, that whole I didn't sequence... even catch any of that. I didn't catch, she looked <laughs> oh, up at I a did. plane and I was like, why is she staring at this plane? No, so I, I got the reference. I was like, why are you not over him? It's been how many decades? Like That was World War One. It's 1984. What? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, been like not, not been dating years. for like there's no way that Gal Gadot would not be dating. Come on. There's no way. It doesn't make any sense. Well, so. maybe if she had a half of a personality. 
Dude, she's got Oof. zero personality in this entire movie. Zero. Yeah. I, I want to say I liked her better in the first movie. I, I personality wise. Maybe it maybe it's a Wonder Woman thing. I I don't even remember the first movie. I don't know. Whatever. There there's the cool soundtrack where she deflects the bullets when she walks across the trench thing and she uses mm, her little Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's coming. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get that. that that's all movie. I remember for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I was very like, oh yeah, we get it. You miss him. Right. And so then we get to meet Kristen Wiig's character. Her name is Barbara Minerva. She's a gemologist and she's identifying items from the mall heist. And so that ties in why there was the mall mm-hmm. heist at the mm-hmm. beginning. And so in this mall items, there is this good luck object, which she thinks is fake and trash. <laughs> and that's why it's included. In <laughs> and so that's the whole crux of the thing is there's this special item that based on lore is actually causes good luck. And everyone thinks that's stupid, right? Except for one person, but we won't get to him. Essentially, this gets the point of the whole gets the ball rolling of the film of be careful what you wish for. Because we it's just a general topic that you know, Kristen Wiig and Wonder Woman get to talk about like, oh, if you could do anything, if you could wish for anything, what would it be? And she thinks to her head, oh, I wish Steve would be back in my life. And then guess what? His clock, his watch starts ticking and wind blows through her hair because you know it's magic if wind blows through your hair. <laughs> oh my God. And so they did it every time too. Every, every, time. every time someone made a wish. It was totally an <laughs> 80s movie shout out. <laughs> oh, so dumb. Yes. Uh, I, okay, so you brought up Kristen Wiig. I feel like she was the best part of this entire movie. She was so good. Every time I saw her in the movie, I was like, "Ah." And that's I just not saying w-. much, though. That's not saying much, by the way. No, <laughs> like, uh, I thought Pedro Pascal yes. was the best part of the movie. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I, pref- I'm still going to call him Mandalorian. Think, uh, <laughs> Mando was great, <laughs> but no, I, I feel that the problem with Mando is his little kid and the little kid. We'll get into that later, but we'll get um, into that. Yeah, I don't know, Kristen. The only thing I didn't like about Kristen Wiig was that beginning part where she's walking through and and she's like super clumsy, and I'm like, why is she so clumsy? Like nobody is this clumsy. Nobody's it's almost like clumsy. they it was like they heightened it was like it Steve to a Urkel. cartoon. It was level. bad. Yeah, but other the only than problem that, with her character is that it's completely one dimensional and literally it it might even be a half of a dimension because it's so linear. It might even be negative amounts of dimension in terms of her character. <laughs> but Maybe it's just because we'll I get like to that. Kristen Wiig. I, I think it's, I, I just really like Kristen Wiig. And maybe that's why I was able to look past certain things like that. So, yeah. And so then they, Diana and Barbara actually get to talk at work and they're like, oh, let's go grab lunch. And so they go and have a lunch date. It's a good little time and they have a fun little time. And so then... Barbara's walking home and the guy's going to mug her and Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere and gets rid of the the creepy guy. Actually, I guess he mm-hmm. was going to do more like he's on the sexual harassment, like rape trajectory. Oh, yeah. And so, bad news. yeah, she gets rid of him. And oh, how did you do that? Oh, it was like it's an amount of force thing. It's like uh, physics. You yeah. use his own weight against him. That was something. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what she said. Yeah, actually, I like that you said sexual harassment because I even wrote down the sexual harassment in this movie is just off the charts. 
Like it's the eighties yeah. for you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> But yeah. this whole sequence only exists so that way in the morning, Barbara can wish that she was like Diana. If only she knew what that actually meant. I right? wish I was as brave and strong as Diana. Yep. And people would look at me like people look at her. And so then we have her morning sequence where a juxtaposition against her clumsiness where she is jumping around in heels. She can land on like the top of a stair on like the tip of her heel and everyone loves her now. Everyone notices her because everyone didn't notice her at all. You can walk now. I actually wrote this down. Sexual harassment in the workplace. Hey, Barbara, looking good. (laughs) Right? Is it kind of way I'm like, uh... Oh, clearly my notes are way different than you guys'. (laughs) No, it's something I noticed too. It's all right. But yeah, it was weird. And so I kind of jumped ahead past Maxwell Lord, who is played by Pedro Pascal, because he shows up in an infomercial at the beginning, running his black Mm -hmm. gold company. And so now we actually get to have him with speaking dialogue lines. And so he meets Barbara and he says, your reputation, your reputation precedes you. And then literally calls her miss. And she has to correct him to say that she's a doctor. So if your reputation precedes you, you know, if they're a doctor or not. Just just a heads up for life experience and existence. It might just have been that he was dumb. I don't know. Well, he's oh. an interesting character the, throughout the movie, but he's he's a fun character to watch. I he I don't know, very charismatic and and fun. He's he's the polar opposite of him playing Mandalorian. So that's what I wrote. I was like, I want to see one episode of Mando where he's like this. <laughs> it would be great. Goofy all the time. Baby Yoda, you're coming with me. <laughs> you are coming with me. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, he was a that fun character, fun. though. I, I, liked, I liked watching him. Too. By the end of the movie, I got a little over it, over his shtick. But... Mm-hmm. When we're seeing him in like his infomercial stage where he's just hamming it up, that's pretty funny. He was good in that part because he has that whole, you know, con man TV personality, like Saul Goodman type of idea. And so now we transition to him after he meets with Barbara and we get to see an exposition on him being a loser, on his company is bankrupt, the investors are pulling out if he doesn't make changes at the end of the day. And so he really he's almost created a pyramid scheme that that's what they're showing like that's literally been his life for his entire existence and so it gets to the mm-hmm. really emphasizes deep down that the easy way out is the true villain of this movie you have to work for everything that you get dang it's harsh hmm. morals it's harsh hmm. yeah yeah not Indeed. Th- which makes for kind of a lame storyline <laughs> oh it's gonna get lamer don't worry <laughs> it just, just seems twice. like really bad writing oh, he has a son oh god for some it gets worse <sighs> yeah and i don't so know then, what else to say there. there there's nothing to say it's just gonna get keep progressively worse this is like imagine <laughs> a dung beetle pushing a roll of dung and it just picks up more and more dung as you go that that's what wonder woman 1984 is <laughs> And see, I'm the dung beetle, just picking up all the dirt as they go and writing into my notes. 
Very nice. Nicely put. All right, let's move on. So then we get to, so there's going to be a party the next day. And it's a special like Smithsonian investor party or whatever. Donators, I guess they don't call them investors. <laughs> Supporters of the Institute. And so we have uh, Maxwell has the, all these cheesy come ons to help to try to get back to her office. And Barbara, I guess, has never had attention from the opposite sex in her entire life. So she's like, let's go. And so they go back to her office because previously he spotted this special gem at her office. And he's like the only person on Earth who knows what this special gem is actually this good luck stone that grants all your wishes. So he gets back to her office. And for some reason, he doesn't just wish for what he wants to. He literally has to grab the stone and take it and go back to his office. And I, I didn't understand that exactly. It seems like it's much like she wouldn't even have noticed if because she goes out of the room. He could have made his wish and then she comes back. But no, I'm just going to steal it. And, and the, the other thing, and maybe I missed this or misunderstood this. and I probably should have gone back to, to check. But didn't he like bid on it or something or put his name on that? So it was his like at some point. Wasn't he on that card on the stone? If yeah, not, because you know wrong. because Wonder Woman finds the box, opens up the box, couldn't find right, a stone, and then she looks and there's like a receipt card. that says his name. Right, that, right. So why would he need to steal it? Right. That was my whole thing. I'm like, why did he need to go through this whole process of stealing it if he already bought it from the Smithsonian? Yeah. So that was interesting no, too. That was so weird. That was maybe such he a weird didn't thing. buy it as much as he. He put all the funds in so it could be on display. Like, uh, you know, okay. people that put their names sense. on things. Right, right, right. Like the Hope Diamond. It's still weird, but why would you do that? Because then if you stole it, it would be like, well, obviously you, t- I don't know. Oh, but I don't, that doesn't make Bizarre. sense either because they said that they found it in this, uh, in this place that got robbed at the mall. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the FBI found it. So how could he have even known that it was... I, I don't get it. He, he's been tracking this oh, stone his whole life. Unless unless he was supposed to pick it up at that mall. Wow, that didn't get explained at all in the movie. And we just we nope. we cracked the code, guys. No, I kind of figured out that was the deal. I honestly thought he was part of the whole thievery ring, but I didn't. They had two hours and 32 <laughs> minutes, man. They didn't have enough time. We're going fast. There, there's a lot of stuff. Right, happening. They're going really <laughs> fast through this movie and so we do have this mirror camera work where we show two-faced reflections of minerva and maxwell juxtapositioned against each other once they both cast their wishes and it's showing how two-faced and they are because guess what magic comes with a price dearie so all these granted Mm -hmm. wishes are happening so maxwell's wish is to actually become the wishing stone itself so that way he can grant other people's wishes and when he does he gets a wish in exchange for their wish. And so he can have nearly infinite wishes. Because one thing about wishes, whether it's genies or whatever, is you can never wish for infinite wishes. So he actually figured out how to hack the wishing stone. And so he gets wishing infinite wishes. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the most ridiculous plot of all time is happening, folks. It's a freaking Transformers movie wrapped in Wonder Woman. Well, as he's Anyways. sitting there with the wishing stone, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, dude. Robin Williams as the blue genie is going to pop out of this thing. <laughs> you never had a friend like me. <laughs> Rip. Oh, and so then we spin back to Wonder Woman because we focused on Maxwell and Minerva for a while. And she's back with this random guy. And she's like, wait, is that Steve Trevor? And it is Steve Trevor because somehow his soul has 
and gone into this one guy and i don't know what happened to this one guy's soul yeah, while steve trevor is him, inhabiting right? it and because he doesn't look like that to her she sees chris pine but to everyone else it's this other guy who is living in 1984 and didn't die back in world war one mm-hmm. yeah so all of Feel that bad for this guy all that totally was like didn't make sense at all it, it, it i don't yeah. know it, it i was it like i even my note says so Steve is in some other dude's body. Like I, yeah. I yes. That's his I mean, I, but what I happens to this guy's thing. soul? Yeah, what happened? While to that Steven guy? have does he go to the great beyond? Like, if you've watched Pixar's Soul, there's a point where the cat's soul gets removed, and the cat has to go to the soul world. Is that what happened to this guy? <laughs> we we don't have time to explain it in this movie. Okay, we're going too fast. Don't have time to explain that kind of stuff. <laughs> No. And so the only yeah. reason that this movie is set in 1984, I think, is so they can do the continuation of the fish out of water trope with man out of time jokes. So now, like Wonder right, Woman did right. it in the first movie, like, oh, look, this is ice cream. Oh, my God, what is this? And so now in this movie, it's like, look, look, he he's wearing stupid clothes from the 80s and he doesn't know what this big phone is. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got yeah. it. So I actually thought that this was one of the better parts of the movie. I was like, his acting in this was pretty solid because I'm like, okay, I could watch, I could watch a guy from world war one, walk around the eighties and, and kind of look at, I don't know, look at stuff or comment on stuff. I don't know. It, it was, um, what, what was I that? Know, I, I would say that I, I enjoy, cause I, I like Chris Pine as an actor. I think yeah. he's, he's pretty great and funny and, his timing was great with some of that stuff, but once they got to the whole clothes part with she had to dress him up. Oh yeah, that was like a it felt annoying. like he phoned in that performance. It's like he didn't want to be on set that day. I don't know if he caught the Rona. I don't know what was happening, but he did not look good. Yeah. He was not having it. I was like, all right, I don't know what's happening here, but this is really bad. And I so, know that speaking of really hmm. bad, I know that this was a really bad joke that they went with, but I still was like, oh okay, that's. That's kind of fun when she says, this is what we call art. And he's looking at all the stuff and then he looks at a trash can and he's like, oh, all right. All right. And she goes, oh, no, that's that's actually just a trash can. I don't know why I was like, yeah, that's kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, that was in the trailer. Sorry. Oh, it was in the trailer. Wow. I don't. The interesting thing is, though. The trash can still is kind of different than it was during World War One because those are very specific and like stylized trash cans. You know, by the time you get to the 80s, they're super like rudimentary as generic as possible. Right. So it was kind of a weird joke. I don't know. They could have chosen something else to reference in that moment, I guess. I don't know. Oh, easily. There could have been something totally different in there that could have made way more sense. But I don't know. It was a joke that landed with me, I guess. They just doubled down on this because they did it when she first sees him, when he first transforms, and then they do it in the apartment, and then they do it when they go out. So they did it three different times, mm-hmm. and again, they did it in the first movie. Yeah, so it's been done to death at this point. Yeah. Pretty much. So. And so then we get to transfer back. Minerva rips off the fridge door because she's super strong. She's like Wonder Woman now. And then Maxwell wishes for black gold success and immediately all these people come to work for him and all the magic starts happening and he gets all the phone calls and he's selling all the stuff and the investor gets done for fbi fraud and it it's all cool it's it's immediacy and so they're the one cool part i guess maybe is that diana's like 
I'm going to look my gift horse in the mouth because we're showing Maxwell and Minerva and they're like, cool, let's bring it all on no matter what. And Wonder Woman is like, but why is Steve back? I got to go find that stone and figure out what the problem is. Like, come well, on, dude, that's <laughs> a, that was something that was like where she becomes so bland is like you just got the love of your life back. And all she wants to do is all this other stuff. I mean, yeah, she still has him trailing along on his on her coattails, but it's like spend time with him, dude. Like <laughs> this is the love of your life. If if my love of my life from World War One came back, I would stop being world. I would stop being Wonder Woman and spend the rest of my time as much time as I could with that person. Not I need to go be a detective and find out why or how this happened. Who cares? Your love is back, dude. And she didn't yeah, even I give mean, it a whole day either. Not even. Not even. Anyway. Yeah, it could have been handled a lot better. That's for sure. Because it would have been an interesting moral dilemma and all that kind of stuff. But They threw all those out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. And so then Diana goes back <laughs> hard to, to the office. This is hard to relive for you guys, huh? <laughs> yes. So Diana goes back to the office. And the cool thing is that she's looking for the stone that she thinks is in Minerva's office. But when she goes into the office, it shows deep prints on the door. So she went and looked in her own office that is her office for the stone, which she thinks in Barbara's office. Like, does she really think it's going to be in her office? I was confused about that, too. I'm like, wait, what office were we looking in? I'm glad you brought that up because I was (laughs) really confused by that scene. Wow. That didn't look like Minerva's office. I was like, okay. so we keep saying Minerva. Is that Barbara? Yeah, her last name is Minerva. She's Barbara Minerva. Okay. Yeah, whenever you say Minerva, I think of Minerva McGonagall, so I can't stop thinking of Harry Potter every time you say that. That's fine. I, I don't care. Do you want me to call her Kristen Wiig? That's easier. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, call there you her go. Kristen okay. Wiig, call her Barbara, but Minerva, man, that throws me way off. I'm like, yeah, what, okay, was, was there funny. another villain in this movie? <laughs> there wasn't a villain in this movie. We'll get I had to no that idea too. she had a last name, so all right. <laughs> And so one cool thing is that this movie is two hours and 32 minutes and we keep showing Barbara is gaining more and more of Diana's powers and Maxwell is getting better and better with this. Like, I don't there must have been at least an hour and a half of them fulfilling their destinies and their wildest dreams. I mean, we get it. Mm -hmm. They made a wish. Everything is going good. You don't need to beat me over the head showing it over and over again. I I understand. Well, just like you said, uh, there was that part where she she opens the fridge door and the fridge door pops off. At that moment, we're all going, oh, wow, she's got super strength now. We didn't need to go to the gym and see her lift 800 pounds over her head. Like we didn't. It was need like a that. bunch of deleted scenes that were put. Yeah, in the movie that's what it felt like. like. A TV oh, edit wow. or something. Yeah, because so they could have just focused on Wonder Woman. It's like they we've showed the title character too much consecutively. Let's transition back. Let's see what Barbara right. and Maxwell are doing. <laughs> yeah, you can keep focusing on Wonder Woman. She's literally the title character. It's okay. Oh, my God. So then Diana visits the black gold, look, the office building, and she finds the remnants of the stone. And she's like, look, there's an inscription on the stone. This is the language of the gods. And you're like, "Okay, okay, they're setting up something. This might be tied to Ares from the first movie. There's there's a bigger villain, right? It's not just Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal, right? There's something else. And you're like, "Okay, okay, no, 
no, it's not any of that. It, 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 it's none of that it's at all. Nothing it's nothing cool. It's nothing <laughs> exciting. It's just, it's, it, it's an explanation. It's an explanation of how the stone has destroyed um, past, civilization. past civilizations. Yes. Like the Roman Empire fell because of this stone. Um, what was it? Egypt? Was Egypt one of them? No, that comes know. up later. I'll oh my God, that's right. Try. We still haven't even gone to Egypt yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part is, so it's later in the movie, but I just want to, so for those keeping track at home, once we get kind of like back from Egypt, we'd find out more about this stone and the inscription. And it's actually tied to the, the Mayan researcher. So the Mayans, this is why the Mayan civilization goes, is because they all wish for on the stone and it destroyed their civilization. So it turns out it's from the God of Lies. He's up to tricks and deception. Like she's describing Loki to a T. It's Loki, but oh, I was no. like, well, are we going to have a DC version of Loki? No, we never get any of that. She just describes this person. and so. We never got to see who made the stone. That's what I thought we were going to get to at some point in this movie. We, there's no climax in this movie. Loki I don't shows know. up with the Tesseract. <laughs> oh, wrong movie. Whoops. Wrong, yeah, wrong that franchise. That would have been better. <laughs> that would have made the whole movie perfect, dude. <laughs> that would have. But yeah, opportunity. that's fun. But anyways, yeah, we yeah. haven't gotten to, we haven't even gotten to Egypt yet. What happened before right. Egypt? So, they go to the Air and Space Museum, and this is a fun sequence because there's one probably most well-known thing about Wonder Woman besides the lasso of truth, and that's the invisible jet. People who don't know anything about Wonder Woman know the invisible jet. And so we go to the Air and Space Museum, and it turns out if you work at any part of the Smithsonian, you can go and steal planes that haven't Mm -hmm. been flown in like, 60 years so he picks a world war ii plane which i'm sure does not have fuel in it they don't and keep it's all gassed up oh God, ready right? to go and so we're, we're stealing a plane out of the archives and we're gonna go take off and so i'm like okay what's she gonna use to create this invisible jet because oh, we're getting dude. to it right oh no and it turns out she uses the force I don't know oh, yeah. if this is in, like, I don't, I've never read the Wonder Woman comics, so I apologize to those who are big fans, but I did not know that she literally sends out brainwaves to wrap around the jet to make it invisible. She, no one knows this, because they never explained it in any of the movies. <laughs> yeah, she says something like her father taught her, uh, I've only been able to do it with, like, small objects, but we'll try it with but this. Boom, here's the with, whole plane. Yeah, let's do the whole plane right okay. now. It's something I haven't done in probably a hundred years, but I think I still got it. Let's give it a shot. Now, I will say the whole plane, like, Steve walking through and seeing all the planes, I thought that that was Chris Pine acting. His acting chops were great. I don't know, because... You're th- like again. You're throwing the World War One pilot into looking at all these, sp- yeah, like the space shuttle and stuff. Space shuttles and stuff like that. I thought that was yeah, fun was seeing stoked. him react to stuff because I, I, I love time travel movies. I love that type of stuff. So like it in the back of my head, I'm always thinking about like, what if you took someone from these olden times, like World War One or before, and brought them? Like, would you go through a whole um, I don't know. Would you freak out? Would you lose your mind? But I mean, I think that they right. did it well, at least with Steve. Like he was still yeah, so like, fun. oh golly. Yeah, fun side story about the Air and Space Museum. Right in that space shuttle sequence, I've stood there 
and conveniently enough, I stepped in dog poop right in that spot. Like, literally, I don't know how I was so lucky that an entire indoor building, literally, this is a museum that is fully enclosed, and it turns out it was a guide dog for somebody with disabilities. And so that that was my memory. That That's all I could think of in this whole sequence when they're in the Air and Space Museum. It's like this movie was doomed from the start. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. Uh, wow. So the vanishing plane, though, the, yes, her doing the whole hand force thing, total, that was absolutely dumb. But watching the plane as it's going, it's coming right towards all the cars. Right once it goes right above the cars and shoots straight up and then disappears, I'm like, ooh, that was kind of neat looking. I don't so know. So my that- only problem there is that. It's invisible to the naked eye, but is it invisible to radar now? And if you're looking up at the sky, like they and the camera work, the cockpit is not invisible. Right. So she only did like the outside of the plane. So can I see the cockpit just flying through the air by itself? (laughs) Like, what, what is that? And again, if I have radar for it, I don't care if I can't see it. I'll still just shoot it down. They just stole the damn archive plane i'm gonna follow it at least and so Mm -hmm. the best part though to follow that up is like so we have a world war ii plane look they're doing a fireworks show i'm sure like i'm not a pilot i don't pretend to be but i don't think it's the best to fly through fireworks i thought about especially an older plane like that (laughs) (laughs) i was like it's not like they it's not like they had time to waste like what were they doing like oh we're at the save the world but Hey, let's just fly around for a while on, Hold on. this uh, fireworks show. This fireworks show, this scene too, the lighting and the color on their faces looked fantastic. But, I mean, and, and the sequence looked really pretty. It was one but of better sequences, sure. when they're flying through it, they are in a jet. Jets don't mm-hmm. cruise at like a measly 10 miles an hour. Like this jet, yeah, they do. This jet was almost in slow motion while these fireworks are going off all over. And then the fireworks never ended. It was like a citywide fireworks show that they're just continuously going straight through the middle of. So fireworks are constantly going off for a good solid couple minutes here. And I don't know about you guys. Well, it's but probably the fourth, the Macy's Fourth of July fireworks spectacular in New York, right? No, there because that goes on for DC. like fifteen minutes. I thought they were still in DC though. Like oh, they I, hadn't even left yeah, DC were. yet. They were. Oh, that's then maybe they did different fireworks in '84. I wasn't alive in '84. I would have to ask Prague. That's true, Prague. You <sighs> yes, were you were starting to hit your golden <laughs> ears around that time. So <laughs> I was. I was really great. <laughs> Got my uh, PhD <sighs> in '84. That was nice. You know, if this movie was released in August, the Fourth of July scene would have meant more but having it come out on christmas it was kind of weird mm-hmm. yeah it didn't really have much of an effect unfortunately yeah. but oh, well. so they're flying and then we get this cool sequence where steve trevor tells us that flight it comes down to wind and air like i always thought mm-hmm. as a plane it came down to like propulsion metal and explosions <laughs> and propulsion i didn't know it was just wind and air like i didn't know they had like a wilbur Wright plane that they were just from kitty hawk that they were flying like i know the smithsonian has that but i'm pretty sure there's a world war ii jet that's not using wind and air to propel itself 
but that's going to come up later because somebody's going to learn how to fly. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> that drove me nuts. Anyways, we're not there yet. Let's <laughs> We're let's, not there. Yet. Let's get to Egypt. We're, Let, we're halfway through the movie yet, are we? The, they're getting to Egypt like almost what? Maybe an hour after Mando or yeah. Pedro Pascal. Maxwell. Oh, Sorry, cool I'm just going to go through all of his names. That, that's fine because so he goes to Egypt and he makes a deal with the guy and it creates a wall around like the Gaza Strip or something and it ceases all kinds of attention or whatever. And that's great. But the fun thing is he's leaving and for some reason they're in a taxi coming in. You had a plane. Why didn't you land closer to where you're going? Why are you going to land oh God, out? Right. I don't know. And take a taxi into the city. Oh, no. Why are you taking it? They only took a taxi into the city so they could see each other. So then they could set up the sequence where he has all the armored guards so she can go through them all on the road for this next action sequence or next CGI sequence. It wasn't much action. I don't know if how much was actually filmed and how much was just done on the computer. Yeah, I don't it know was what another you would call this sequence because it was the worst sequence in any film I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I actually agree. hated this this Awful. scene. Yeah. Awful. Oh god. Her, okay, I mean, her catching the bullet with her lasso. Get fired. Oh. <laughs> the bullet catch with the lasso just I I sat there and I giggled and my wife goes, "Why are you giggling?" I'm like, "Did you not just see what happened? <laughs> she caught the bullet with our lasso." That's like the dumbest <laughs> Well, so I'm the car myself. scene was <laughs> kind of good. Until she stepped out of the car. Like, literally, she stepped out of a car going 60 miles per hour and is on rollerblades walking <laughs> next to it. It's just full sp- Like, I don't know how that's even, even as a superhero, I don't know how it's possible to just, like, I don't even know if the Flash is capable of that quick of an action. Because Wonder Woman, she's just, that's why she's part of Justice League. She took tips from the Flash of how to run. She took Superman tips of how to fly. She took Batman tips of how to be a detective. She's getting everybody. But you know what? When the Flash runs fast in Justice League, it at least looks good. Like that, I can get behind. Watching Wonder Woman, it looked silly. It looked like a joke. Like it looked It does. It looks like they're filming on set, and then it looks like she's standing in front of a green screen. And then they edit it back and forth. That, that's how it looks. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. And it looks just that bad. Well, <laughs> and, and they try to do this like super slow motion where they like a close up of her running and she's like cocks her head over like a dog does. And she's like, and it's like, wait, what's confusing that's what you? That's Ezra right now? Miller draws though in Justice League. People hate Ezra Miller as Flash because he runs so goofily. So again, she's just taking tips. I that's how so, she's supposed that she thought that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, that <laughs> that drove me nuts. That whole scene drove me nuts. And oh, she's able to run 70 miles an hour, but whenever two trucks come close to each other and she's in between them, like she's struggling to keep the trucks from crushing her. She well, needs Steve Rogers to save fact, her. That's she's ridiculous. losing her powers right oh, now. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Totally forgot about that silliness. So yes. it turns out when Steve you do Rogers. the Steve Rogers, <laughs> Steve is, Rogers is close enough. 
great. It doesn't that matter, dude. Steve Rogers would have made a better movie. Dude, they're, they're the <laughs> same character. Give me a break. They're the same exact character. <laughs> one gets super soldier serum and one loves somebody one with gets super to come back serum. to the 80s. <laughs> right? But yeah, that whole sequence of... <laughs> like, not only that. So the slow-mo green screen... We get to that zoom in on her face. All I wrote was WTF. Why does it zoom in onto her face in the middle of the dead sprint? And she just, she also changed like Superman in the car. Right, where did that happen? Was she wearing her outfit underneath? And how did she get her clothes off so fast? Who knows? Never explained. We don't have time. We don't have time for that. (laughs) There's a lot of unexplainable things. Bad CGI scenes to come. So yeah, that lasso is that. just terrible CGI by itself. Like I don't know what they used as the stand-in. I don't think they used a stand-in for the lasso. Oh, I no, think that's why pretending. it looks so out of place. <laughs> well, so but what was the point? Okay, so what's the point of them doing this? They're trying to ca- catch. Pedro They're trying Pascal. to track down Max because she. So now she flips over the truck, and she's tumbling upside down, but she somehow lands feet onto the hood of the truck that Max is in. And she says, give up being the wishing stone. And he's like, yeah, cool. I'm not going to do that. I, I don't know what her plan was exactly. Yeah. I Oh no, she didn't know at that point. She thought he had the stone, right? Didn't she? Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah. then he explains, I, I don't have it. I am. It I, I can't I give it to you. Stone, I am the stone. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so then she yeah. gets knocked off to another. And then we get to that thing. We're going to be rammed. And then Steve Trevor has to come and save her multiple times in this whole entire sequence. And then she uses an RPG for propulsion. So you thought catching a bullet was tough. Oh my God. Oh, she God. literally oh, catches no, an no, RPG. No. Like Steve's like, don't worry, I got you. So he launches an RPG. And so she lassos it, but not it's hard enough to right here. somehow <laughs> crush it. So it explodes right then. And then that propels her forward to then catch these kids. And so when she swings in to catch the kids, I, I don't know what that was. Like, literally, I, I think I could have made better CGI than that. I don't have any experience, like, yes. at all of what I'm doing. Yes. I could have watched a YouTube video and figured out better CGI than what I just watched to pick up the kids. If you watch that scene, too, when she grabs those kids, like, if you, like, I looked right at the kid's face, and the kids look like they're comfortably nuzzled up against her. Yeah, like, like, they look oh, like they're sleepy. on the verge of <laughs> taking a nap. On? Like, that's what they look. They look well, like children on the verge of taking a nap. First of all, why would they They have all this expansive nothing? Oh, my God. Right. Kickball on, and they choose the road, the highway that has big trucks storming down. They're like, we don't hear these big, like, you know, military <laughs> There's like vehicles. explosions, like RPGs yeah, are going, going down. off. The cars oh, are we're crushing. having kickball. Like, what is this scene? Oh, my God. Screenwriters. No. And not only that, no. if so. If you're a human being that's wearing metal protective gear and you are being propelled by a RPG, you're going at a pretty good clip. If you hit mm-hmm. a human being that is not moving, they're going to be <laughs> obliterated. Oh, that's just yes. blood left. The there, first scene of the boys. <laughs> the first scene of yeah, the boys. Been, yeah, that's, from, what that's exactly what it is. It's is when exactly A-Train runs through happen. the girlfriend. Exactly yes. the same. That's exactly what would happen. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God. So good. I told you by the end of this episode, I would hate this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's so fun, though. It's like Sharknado. It just has a bigger budget and a bigger pedigree. (laughs) No, it really is. Honestly, it's that bad. Yeah. Though I will give 
two points of, or at least one point of, when Steve is actually driving and he crashes against other cars, it's actually filmed. It looks really, it's, yeah, it's it pretty real. authentically, yeah. like it's almost like a Bourne style crash when he's going against those. So shout out to that. It's only when Wonder Woman comes in that it becomes this CGI extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's Could have been like that the whole time. But... Yeah, they need to learn how to ground their movies. DC just doesn't know how to do it. They got to ground it in reality. So they need to put gravity yes. in their movies. Yeah. Huh. So, I agree. so what happens also, here? Wonder how Woman does gets, Pedro get Wonder away? Woman gets shot. What? Oh, that's right. She yeah, gets Wonder Woman shot. gets shot. Because, okay. again, she's losing her powers because the caveat, be careful what you wish for, is that she gives up what's most dear to her if she gets something that's most... So it's also kind of a sad thing that she never gets into the moral dilemma of maybe my powers aren't worth it. She never once considers that. We literally told that she's so superficial that she literally only defines her self-worth through her powers. And she's not even, they never even give her the chance to be, maybe I should just pick a life with Steve Trevor, with the man that I love, versus this world-saving, they never give her the choice. She never considers it. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. If they would have had this dilemma, I think this movie could have been slightly better. A 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. (sighs) But no, there is no dilemma at all. She just wants to be Wonder Woman at all times. Like, dude, you could still do good in the world without having superpowers. No. 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 no, that's true. Okay. <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry. The thing most right. dear to me are my powers, and that's that's all that matters. I'm. I. That's it. And so then we go talk to the Mayan researcher, and this is what I talked about earlier. That it's actually Loki's the one who created the stone, but we don't actually get to see the creator of the stone. We just get to see the manifestation of the stone. So they trot out that whole bigger, badder potential villain, and we get to see Barbara's like, "Nah, I'm not giving up my powers because this is super cool, and I'm super one dimensional. I have no." Desires outside of being like you. And then yada, yada, yada. All the wishes start going crazy for everyone because all the ones are that Maxwell's been granting this whole time is the wish stone are blowing up in people's faces. Well, and he's and... literally going like person to person to person. Like everybody that he comes in contact with, he's saying, what do you mm-hmm. wish for? Okay, cool. So I get to now take whatever your power or whatever your thing is. Yeah. So yeah, the world is now getting their wishes the world's going crazy he talks to the president the president just wants more nukes and i don't know why they didn't just do a better version of reagan it's 1984 what oh just, dude they on. didn't yeah they i don't think they even tried <laughs> i know <laughs> it was just some That's, random dude it was a random dude as president that was weird and so then they fight outside of the oval office barbara and diana fight and Mm-hmm. They go toe to toe, except Diana's slightly weaker. This is the whole like kryptonite. It was it was a sense of the kryptonite storyline of the wish blowing up in her yeah. face, and we've seen that a million times. <laughs> and then one funny thing: so all these wishes are growing crazy. They show these two cows, like it's this big open field. There's all these chaos of these apartments, and the one guy wished for a farm. So you could only get two cows on set. <laughs> like that that was my only takeaway from that scene why you why couldn't you have a whole farm of cows cows can't be that expensive to get on set well hold on let's keep in mind that they decided to get some 70 year old man to say i want 
I want a farm. That's what you wished for was a farm. You're 70 years old. You're not going to be able to man any of that farm ever. I don't know. That's just. Hey, watch it there, buddy. I can man a farm. Oh, and so then also she uh, Wonder Woman talks about Asteria's golden armor. So we get a backstory of that. She might potentially use that in the future. Oh, we know man, she will because they... that's literally her on the front of the poster. Yep. They, <laughs> yeah. they talked this thing up, man. Yeah, that was a whole sequence of how great that armor is. And so one interesting thing when we did get the president, they made a joke about Reagan having Alzheimer's. It was totally under the radar and it's totally unnecessary in the movie. And I was like, wait, did they just make fun of Reagan having Alzheimer's? And I don't I didn't write exactly what the dialogue was, but it was very in poor taste. Huh? Really? Wow. I did not catch (laughs) that at all. I was probably not paying attention. (laughs) Well, and the reason I don't I probably for like me and you, Frog, who didn't really catch it is the fact that they again had just some random president, just some random. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Reagan. I thought they were just trying to make it a random guy. No, no they probably were. That's why the joke was so weird, because in 1984, Uh. there's one president to be known for. But why would you make fun of him being forgetful if it's just some random president? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Way to go, DC. Mm. Yeah, that White Mm -hmm. House scene. Well, ironically, DC, most of the movies filmed in Washington or set in Washington, D.C. But that's, mm-hmm. that's just a little aside. And so with that White House scene, they had good choreography selectively. Like there was sequence where Steve is fighting some of the like bodyguards and there's some good like fighting sequences, but it's very selective. Then there's other sequences where a guy like flies out of the picture and no one even touches him or like a stone tumbles into his face and it's just it's weird it's like this weird goofy juxtaposition of good fighting it's almost like the other sequence in egypt right and wonder woman is floating around the room all of all of a sudden again so yeah maybe chris pine had it in his contract that only he could have the good action scenes like no no that's fair yeah but but wonder woman's sitting there fighting like 16 dudes and chris pine's yeah i know Punching one dude in the stomach. I'm just saying one looks more <laughs> realistic than the other. That's all. And, oh, totally. So Barbara yeah. starts fighting Diana, and this is after Barbara said, I'm not giving up my powers. Now Diana goes doubling down and says, Give up your powers. And she's like, Oh, well, on the second time on Rethought, I'm gonna give up my powers. No. In terms they fight, and it's classic DC movies where they throw each other around and take no damage at all. That's mm-hmm. not exciting or entertaining or interesting or anything when you see two characters that can't be hurt flying around the screen. It's just like Man of Steel. It's It's just idiotic. Yeah. Right, because at the end of the day, there's no stakes. Exactly. Yeah. Stakes. Mm. That's my word. And then Steve came in clutch a couple (laughs) times until he decides to just run at Barbara and, like, he literally is just going to punch her in the face, even though he hasn't seen that she has Wonder Woman's powers now. And then he gets knocked back across the thing and whatever <laughs> doesn't die hurt. <laughs> it's kind of funny listening to us uh, you could hear us just becoming more and more less interested in this in it's talking getting worse. about the this. movie's like it hasn't even got to its <laughs> ultimate worseness so now there's new nukes cold war is doubling down and interestingly the cop calls for wonder woman to save the day and so this only matters because at the start of the movie after the mall on the TV, it said unknown vigilante 
saves local mall heist. And so mm. is she unknown vigilante or is she Wonder Woman that the cop is hoping shows up? Like, you know, the cops of Gotham are like, I hope Batman shows up. They're not like, God, I wonder who this random person is who keeps saving the day. I, they had right. to choose and they didn't. It was weird. Yeah. This whole thing is weird. There's like too many cooks in the kitchen. I'm telling you. Things get well, missed. And with all this stuff, is is this around the time when Superman's dead or something? What's going on? How come Superman doesn't come and help out? Well, that's like the all these superhero movies. I know. I hate. I, I actually that, in 1984, I think, Superman should be no. just fine, right? Yeah, he should be just. Fine. I almost said, well, in 26 or in 28, 2020, I'd think he's dead because I forgot that was 1984 for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, God, it could be any time frame because yeah, nobody. Like yeah, I had no idea. But then we get it to the point pointless. where, so she fought. Barbara again and she realizes she can't stop her so she has to be like Steve I have to give you up to keep my powers and save the day and Steve has the don't cry for me I'm already dead Barney line from the Simpsons and that was weird (laughs) (laughs) now it's really weird yes and so Diana gets to lose Steve twice and she doesn't even get a second to really process that yeah she has to be so now we get into the fun thing. Like, literally, as soon as she says she renounces her wish, her bullet hole and her little scrapes heal themselves. And so she's back to being awesome. And by renouncing your wishes, you also gain additional powers because now she learns how to fly. She grabs her lasso, she flies it up in the sky, and she leaps off, and she's Superman. Dude. Somehow, some way. I did not know that Wonder Woman was ever Superman in any comic. Totally. Totally. Because at one point, it's like, it's the momentum of the lasso, right? But then she starts going down, and then she just starts going back up. She starts rising up (laughs) all by herself without the lasso. She goes, wait a second. It's all about wind. Wait a second. It's wind Wind and and air. air. (laughs) There you go, kids. Just jump off your uh, second-story balcony. You'll fly. You'll be fine. Yeah, dude. It's all about wind and air. Dude, just do it. Easy. Parachute? Nah, dude, it's cool. There's wind and air out there. Cool. I could do this. Fine. But then, mm-hmm. I mean, her... Just Descri- grab your mom's whip. Her... That's all. <laughs> 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 okay, so she's Sorry. whipping the the lightning storm. All of a sudden, there's oh. a lightning storm, and she's... Lassoing the lightning is much worse than lassoing a bullet. You thought bullets move fast. Think how fast lightning moves. And she's literally lassoing lightning. And she is Spider-Manning her way through the sky with a lasso and lightning. Just wrap your wrap your noodle around. Tom Holland, you gotta step your game up, bro. I'm tired of these New York buildings. I need you to use lightning. Come on. What kind of amateur superhero are you? Slumming it. Oh, that's great, man. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, wait a second. Maybe she'll show up in the new Spider-Man movie that everyone's going to be in because of all the multiverses. Oh, I the mean, multiverse. Spider-Man she'll swing of through. DC. Yeah, yes. she'll lasso through one of the portals. So wait, money. where is she even going that she was flying? Max, I don't I think she's right? trying to catch the plane that Maxwell is taking to this one broadcast no. location Man. that this this magical broadcast location in 1984. They can broadcast to every single piece of even, equipment on the face of the earth. Oh, even computers that only allow a green mm-hmm. dot on it. 
show yeah, Pedro was, Pascal very, everything. Yeah, they yes. and they showed actual video broadcasts. I mean, it upgrades the technology. Not only is it broadcast, that's pretty impressive. It's amazing upscaling. It's a real deal. Eighty four. Yeah, it was hot. Wow, man. Save it on a floppy so, yeah. disk, baby. She also does the cool pose, like where she puts her fist out and flies, like total oh, Superman no, pose. Oh no, dude! She, pose. she put both yeah. hands out like this for a second, and then she goes like this, and she's like, "I can maneuver with one hand." Like, th- like she was doing stuff like this. I'm like, "No, God, this is so." <laughs> stop! Just land already. Just stop! Just stop! Stop! <laughs> stop! Make it stop! <laughs> and so now we get to the climax of the movie. So. She comes to the broadcast area, and now she went and got her cool metal outfit. Because while she was swinging through lightning, she stopped by and got the, the metal golden eagle outfit. And so they have this cool angel symbology as she literally comes down from the heavens, wings spread out, and takes out all these guys until it's just her and Barbara left. And the CGI costume looks so bad. I don't know who greenlit that. This... This whole thing with this costume was so bad. Because right before, so right before this part, Barbara wishes that she could be uh, the alpha predator. Apex she's predator, gonna yeah. be, yeah, she's gonna now be a cat for some reason. She turns into Catwoman, or I don't even know. What, what, did, what did she turn into? Some kind of animal. Cheetah. Well, yeah, her character is Cheetah, and I never knew that until I looked it up after the fact. Do they ever mention oh, they it once in the it. film? No. no, they never even <laughs> say it once. once. <laughs> but she, I mean, Bizarre. I don't even know why they had to have this suit, because Wonder Woman wore it one time in the movie, and it just gets destroyed in seconds. This In the yeah. backstory, the original owner of that armor was able to fend off thousands upon thousands of men with swords For like days and, like yeah. days right but then this kitty cat woman comes over and just <laughs> starts ripping the wings apart in with almost like it's like tissue paper she's just also the scene was like in at nighttime wasn't it like it wasn't even like daylight out yes like you have this shiny metal armor why won't you unveil this during the day so it can actually be you know impressive to look at so we can look screen. awesome but no I mean, it, no. okay, I'll, I'll give it to it. It had a really cool design. The design of it was really sure, cool. the design was until fine. Until yeah. it starts getting ripped apart. And it's like, well, it was what's cool the and, point? And in still frames, though, in motion, it, it looked right. like so... And still frame looks great. Yeah, it looks CGI, you know? as CGI as possible. And so now, Barbara's a cat, so she's pretty much all CGI. And Wonder Woman's wearing this gold eagle suit, so she's all CGI. So I wrote in my notes... Great CGI on CGI battle on a CGI set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was this terrible. Is some uh, prequel era Star Wars stuff right here. It, it was, was prequel era Star Wars. Like the same technology from that long time yes. ago. Yes. Yeah. Well, and she's sitting mm-hmm. there. Uh, she beats Barbara by drowning her? Did she drown her? No, she electrocutes her yeah. in the water because oh my did God, you know right. that? So. Electricity is conductive through small parts of water, but did you know that it's also conductive through the entire ocean? I, I did not mm-hmm. know that. This was news oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, it is. That's why all fish <laughs> die all the time, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, that was just incredible. Well, no. The, I thought she killed her. I was really confused at first. That so. electric- Oh, I thought she killed I her, too, and then she saved totally her. totally dead. 
I was like, yeah, oh my god, she just pulled a Superman or a I know, I was oh thinking the god. same thing. What's with DC killing their heroes, not killing people, and then killing right? people? Yeah, it was... Well, and... Like, you're not gonna do it? Fine. End you. I'm like, oh my god, it's dark. So, uh, even though, even though I saw Wonder Woman swinging across lightning in the sky, I still, mm-hmm. like, there was a little piece of me that was watching her in the water while the other girl is getting electrocuted from the thing, and I'm like... Well, you would think that maybe it would give her a little tingle or something like she's not affected, but she's wearing a full on metal suit and she's not be being conductive as well. Right. She's not feeling a thing. It seems she's. Oh, well, I'm just pop right out of here. OK, let's go fight someone else. Because even the lasso could essentially be rubber based to not be conductive when she's going against the lightning. But yeah. the suit, on the other hand, but the suit is definitely not. is not. Uh, unless it's gold and gold wait is gold a conductor yeah gold no uh, it's the best conductor yeah yes it's yes. that's right it it's not magnetic it's that's what not. gold's not gold is not magnetic got it okay let's continue hey this has so, been your science bit for the day <laughs> science with the secondary heroes <laughs> secondary science <laughs> your science classes are on zoom anyway what's the difference but so, wait the movie is still not over for <laughs> somehow the movie's not over so she defeats Cheetah temporarily because she's not dead or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I do want to just say video games and their cut sequences look better than this. I yes, don't do. know how they could make it look worse than a video game, but they did. <laughs> All I wrote was my eyes rolled back so much. So that, that was that sequence. And so now we go inside the broadcast studio. And one note, while they're fighting, they destroy all of the broadcast towers. There's no way that mando's signal is going out all of like literally the only way electricity comes through is because they broke the power poles so for sure there's no power going to the facility if anything so he's been granting wishes this whole time because i guess somebody wished that his signal would go regardless if there's power or broadcasting (laughs) equipment right maybe maybe oh um all right we're inside now yeah, we're inside. And he's doing this and crazy stuff. Now that she's inside, she's bone dry, isn't she? I feel like I remember yes. her like she was underwater and then she was out of the water and now she's bone dry. Maybe it's Mabel. I don't know. Also remember that hey, nothing good is it. born from lies. Because Wonder Woman he, she likes to throw in cool wisdom quotes while she's I forgot the whole point electrocuting of the movie. That's right. That's right. people. <laughs> she's electrocuting the kitty cat. Kitty cat named Barbara. Anyways. So, and so yeah, now we get into stuff. Pedro Pascal. He's granting wishes. And also, did you know that when you grant a bunch of wishes, it creates its own wind turbine? Like, great, that's, huh? that's one of the other, like, side effects that you don't hear about with granting wishes. Well, it's the wind so that was supposed to go through these people's hair. It's just now. I know, been- <laughs> it's all centralized to him. All that wind is just Can all right Can you imagine here. how many takes he had to do for that, too, and how long that scene is? And, like, he just probably <laughs> stand there doing this horrible bit of dialogue. Like, oh, my God. I would have been like, what, what did I sign up for? Well, the farm agent. The wind is so heavy in there. It doesn't affect him at all. But she, Wonder Woman, our hero, can't even stand up against this hurricane force wind to even get near him. No. She's like That's crawling true. on the ground, trying like a clawing to get to him. Here. But the wind is so, so the wish. Right. Wind. And so Maxwell, he gets to the point where he says, 
There's nothing you can say or do. And so what she decides to do to counter that is say more stuff. And so now she tries to talk him down. And what about this and this and all this? And it turns out I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everyone else because somehow through the wind, I'm laying defeated in the corner. My lasso snaked its way through the wind and grabbed you around the ankle, super stealth-like, while you weren't noticing. And I don't know how the lasso made it, because I can't even stand up in the wind. So I was talking to everyone else through the broadcast, because the lasso transfers her voice into him through the broadcast studio that's broken as he's granting wish. I don't know. It was great work by the lasso. I don't know if the lasso had a mind of its own and well, and here's another weird thing about the lasso, too, is while she's in that wind turbine or whatever, she tries to lasso Pedro Pascal, but the wind is so tough that the the lasso right. couldn't even get to him. But all of a sudden, it's now wrapped around his leg. Yeah, well, the camera doesn't show the lasso, and then the lasso gets to where it needs to go. It was great. Yeah, this is also like the longest scene in film history. There was a point where like I stopped watching and turned to my phone to play like Candy Crush. I kept looking, I'm like, the scene's still going on? My God, my God, it's like 20 minutes later and it's still happening. He's still yelling at the camera with the wind turbine on him. Oh, I'm no. Like, oh, poor Pedro, man. Oh, and it's gosh. not like he's yelling a bunch of stuff. He's just repeating the yeah, same over line and over and over and over. Give me wishes. Yeah, make your says. wishes. Uh... Hey, how far are you in Candy Crush? So bad. Because that's more interesting <laughs> than this far. movie at this point. Right? <laughs> Uh, level 13, 127 today. Oh my god. Dude, get a life. Uh, yeah. I, have, uh, I have three versions of Candy Crush, actually. So, nice. this one's around the. So delicious. So delicious. Oh god. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. So, but anyways, it was still happening. So, the yeah, movie. so we oh, get no, Max's we backstory during right, this Max, point. The, the great, wonderful backstory that everyone yes. is loving so much. Yeah. Can we get that. into it? <laughs> I almost don't feel like we should because it's so bad. Um, no, we're supposed to feel sorry for him. The poor upbringing, poor him. Um, it's very stereotypical and not even in, in like, I don't know. It was just so bad. None of it made any sense to me. Actually, it's funny. That I actually totally forgot about all that. I was thinking about his kid wandering around in the streets, which his kid <laughs> looks like negative negative 400 percent nothing like him i wondered if he was an he adopted, adopted. Kid. <laughs> yeah he probably was adopted was my assumption in the beginning of the movie okay i didn't even put i didn't even think about that <laughs> and it so, doesn't matter because he was a pointless character anyways yeah so, yeah, so he has the stupid him. backstory where it's the typical thing but the best part of this whole sequence is that she talks and talks and talks and then he's like you know what you're right i have to go save my son and he leaves and oh, no. somehow he eats he, he renounces his wish. He goes, uh, I renounce my wish. Right. But so he goes and somehow the helicopter that transports the president, because he got access to, is sitting around waiting at the broadcast tower, and it gets mm -hmm. him back to Washington, DC to save his son who's going through the streets as all this chaos is going on. But he saves him. He's there. While he's still in chaos, even though he mm -hmm. had to renounce his wish for the chaos to stop. So he had to leave at least after that point. And somehow he gets to while the chaos is still going on. I don't know. He also used one of his wishes was time travel, just like or teleportation through time. I don't know. 
Well, that's another thing. His son. Right, right. Once he renounced, he went right to his son. Yeah, went right right to his son. But also, uh, he renounced his wish, and all of a sudden, all the nukes that were being sent off from Russia and from the U.S. all just started disappearing. So all this, all this stuff that's happening, the nukes and everything disappearing, and the chaos is stopping. How come the kid is still in the chaos? Not only that, if he did renounce his wish, he never made a deal with the president and he doesn't have the helicopter. The helicopter never gets back. If the nukes disappear, the helicopter's gone too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. So he goes and saves his son. And for some reason, he gets a happy ending. So he's the chaos agent of everything. And I guess we're good with that. Like, you go have nice. a good time with your son now. Like no one have a good life. Thanks. doesn't he think he's like public enemy wish. number one. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. That's his wish. It's, it's all good. It's fine. Yeah. Do people just for, uh, maybe people forget? Did they forget yeah. when they renounce yeah, their maybe. wish? Who knows? Yeah. We, we never get told anything in this movie ever. So no. All right. You got to watch yeah, the extended just, edition. He, oh, he gives up so easily. No. <laughs> but no, my biggest thing he does. Is, Right, he does. What happens to the one person who doesn't renounce their wish? Like, right. There's say there's like six or seven billion people. You're telling me every single one renounced yes, their everyone. wish? Everyone, of course. It's because Wonder one woman. woman gave him a little like yes. two sentence story about how you're better than this and you have to work for stuff you want. <sighs> Touch the hearts of everybody. <laughs> you know how greedy yeah. people are. We've seen well, that in 2020 for sure. There's no way anybody's renouncing their wish. No, sorry, I would not. No way. (laughs) No takesy backsies. No takesy backsies. (laughs) No, I got my Porsche, man. That was the big thing in this movie. Everybody wished for a Porsche. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Then I think the movie just wraps up because once he renounced his wish from a motivational speech, everything goes back to normal. And so then it's Christmas time. And she gets oh, to see the guy right. who Steve was, but mm-hmm. he's not Steve anymore. And it looks like they might go out on a date, which would be kind of creepy. But then they don't. She's Wait, like, no, on. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. That was and him. Then, that was the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't notice that? I didn't catch that. I just thought it was oh. some random handsome guy that she was like, oh, you're kind of cute. I can forget about Steve now. Oh, no, specifically him for that reason. Yeah. Okay. All right. I it totally to set up. It was to set that up. Yeah. The thing is, you literally see that character for maybe three seconds and yeah. you're expected to remember exactly what his face is two and a half hours later. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think so. I don't think so, DC. And then everyone was happy at all and wrapped up in a neat little bow. And then for some reason, a red star balloon floats up into the sky and somebody oh, what asked her what's that means. And she says so many things. And I don't know what the balloon analogy meant at all. I don't know. My first thought (laughs) was... Does that mean Pennywise is coming? That's going to go into the ocean and kill a turtle. Way to go, movie. (laughs) Nice. I think Pennywise shows up for the next Wonder Woman crossover. (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's go. Yes. God. I think the next one rated R. They're both Warner Brother ones. <sighs> yeah, they are. They so it could happen. You never know. And then there was an end credit scene where Linda Carter shows up and she's Asteria, who was the one who had the Golden Eagle armor way back when. Oh, and this and, was cheesy too, man. This was super cheesy. Yes. Yeah. And mercifully, the movie ended and 
I didn't remember a single thing until I read my notes and it all flooded back. And I just, I hate those two and a half hours. Yeah, they're bad. Oh, man. It's so poorly made. Sorry, this is Alex. like, no, I dude, feel like someone I, went out of their good. way to make a terrible movie. Like, there was somebody who went in after the fact and, like, took out, like, the Did 10 it? final yeah. steps of CGI and, like, changed the editing and grabbed these deleted scenes and threw it in. There was something that happened after the fact, because there's no way people approved this and said that's a good movie. Yeah, somebody owed somebody a favor. I don't know what was happening in this movie. When I was done, I was like, well, I thought HBO Max releasing theatrical movies was a big deal. And then I saw this movie and I was like, well, they're not releasing theatrical movies. They're, they're releasing those like straight to DVD, <laughs> straight to DVD like sci-fi movie type of movies. And I was like, OK, this makes more sense that they just threw it on HBO Max. Straight to DVD Disney more sequels. Like, you know, when they you know, when they make like a fourth movie in a trilogy, but it's straight to video with a whole different cast. Home Alone. CGI. Home Alone 3. Yeah, it's that. That's what this movie is. It's the Home Alone 3 of the DC franchise. But this fits right in with Aquaman and Batman vs. Superman and all that stuff. Yeah, Man still is enough for me. I was like, this is hot garbage. I'm good. Do you think that this movie possibly hurts Pedro Pascal? No. No. I thought he was pretty likable. yeah, it was one of the few good things right. in the movie for some people, I think. Except for and that last there's, there's scene. I hated some, that last scene. Well, there's been some few oh, memes about Grogu insert for his kid when he says, I have to go save my son. Oh, dude. Right. Oh, the entire movie, that's all I'm thinking. I'm literally yeah. thinking that kid's <laughs> name's Grogu. Yeah, what was the point of that kid? Didn't he have a wish, too? Didn't he wish something? He wished, like, kindness He wished his dad would not be a prick. Yeah, yeah it was something. Yeah, oh, I think it, it didn't happen. Was, it was verbatim. <laughs> that that, that had to have been for... <laughs> Daddy, I wish you weren't a prick. Yeah. There you go. So and that's when he renounced his wish. Actually, he renounced his wish. It wasn't because Wonder Woman said. It's because his son wished him to stop. A long time ago. Right. Yes. <laughs> Several hours ago in the movie. Yes. Uh, that movie felt like talking. it was about 10 hours. Yeah, I'm just I'm done with this. <laughs> yes. Oh, so Wonder Woman 1984. I stand by my spoiler free review. Skip it. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll never turn this movie on again. I mean, it was fun for it was fun for the moment, but that was about it. Uh, Fun for the colors. I mean, (laughs) and that's even hard to say, too. If we Uh, didn't have a podcast, I would have watched it eventually, but I probably would have turned it off relatively soon. It's like when I saw Jurassic World, too. And if mm -hmm. I wasn't with other people, I would have left after the volcano sequence. And it got worse after that. So, yeah. Same here. Yeah. There you go. And I'm just going to say it, uh, Gal Gadot is not a good actress. She is really bad. Mm. I, don't, I yeah. don't know why people... I mean, yes, she's gorgeous. She really is. But you know what? There's a lot of gorgeous people in this world who could probably act themselves out of a uh, paper bag. But she's she going to be Cleopatra. If she doesn't have to say a word, then I'm sure she'll do great. And people already don't like that because she's all the way from Israel and... Cleopatra is Egyptian and fun fact for geography fans they border each other (laughs) but they look nothing alike come on what are you talking about anyways all right guys I think that's enough for us today yeah well Well, I'm 1984 way to round out 2020 as the symbol of the year (laughs) 
Well, I hope our listeners enjoyed this uh, <laughs> comeback for us. I, I, yeah. What Don't should we talk about comeback? next? Should yeah, we ruin you... your favorite movies? Let us know <laughs> at Secondary Heroes. Know, yes. Are we? Are we gonna? Okay. So is this the plan now? Are we gonna start reviewing movies? <laughs> I think so. We should put this a tweet out secondary there. Takes. <laughs> secondary takes. Secondary takes. <laughs> it's a whole. It's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we're doing this, then I say our next movie is Mac and Me. I've been saying it for a long time. I know. We need I, to watch I, Mac and Me. I don't think it's the worst idea. <laughs> it might be fun. I have a feeling, Trevor, you might make Prog mad with your hot takes. No, Prog knows no it's way. bad. <laughs> no, I know it's bad. It's not like people who like this movie, Wonder Woman 1984, like, they actually like it. Yeah, it's not like that. No, I, I, I can, I understand that it's bad. So it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. Even that sequence that Paul Rudd shows where the dude goes down in the wheelchair in off the, wheelchair, the cliff. yeah. That looks funny. It doesn't it look like funny. she creates funny. invisibility for a plane and they right. fly through fireworks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, something like that. Her, but still, it just, every time I think about it, of her like putting her hands together and saying, my dad taught me this one time. It's like, well, hold on. You had a dad on an island filled of women. Like, where, where is this dad at? Where is the dad? Where are any of the dads? That's weird. Are you? She goes. <laughs> my father taught me this. You're just figuring this out now. Hold I just went on. like, There's you know no what? The difference dudes on that whole island. It. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, spontaneously oh, burst no. out of the ground. Okay. Disagree with us? Be sure to also reach out on your glowing review of Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was fun, guys. I'm glad to be doing this again. Happy 2021 to all of our listeners, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, Frank out. You know what? I don't even have an intro. I'm just going to float away on some invisible wires. It's a good thing it's an outro.